0: Welcome to Following the Truth. I'm Gary Zimak. so glad to be with you here on this Friday, it's May the 14th, the Feast of St. Matthias. Now, St. Matthias, he is, I would say, one of the lesser-known apostles, but this is the guy who was chosen to fill in for Judas, and we're going to read from the Acts of the Apostles today to talk about how his election took place. But by the way, you know, I was thinking about this earlier. If you are going to fill in or be the successor for one of the apostles, wouldn't Judas be the one you would pick? I mean, like, there's not a lot of pressure there. No matter what Matthias did, you, you would you would think he's got to do better than Judas. You know, it's like, if you're you're Matthias, you could say, like, hey, look, at least— at least I'm still here. I didn't desert the Lord. Oh, I didn't betray him, right? But anyway, but Matthias, I mean, you know, he. this guy doesn't get a lot of credit. I remember for years and years, I had no idea who he was, that he existed, but he is documented in the Bible. It's documented that he was the replacement, the chosen replacement for, for Judas. As tradition holds, he died at the death of a martyr. So this guy was all in. Um, we will look at in the first reading, how he was chosen, and then then I want to um, I want to f- feature the gospel since it is a feast. At daily mass today, there are specially selected readings chosen uh, for the for the first reading and and for the gospel. So uh, I think we should we should at least look at those because the message is the message I want you to get out of this is that the Lord has called you and He's called me to do His work. He has a plan for us. He has something for you to do, something for me to do. And, and many times we look at our relationship with Him, our, you know the the fact that we found Him as just that, that we found Him, that we sought Him out, and one day we came to realize that the Lord exists, that He's real, and then we surrender our lives to Him. What we don't want to forget, or we what we may not even know, is that from the beginning of of our life, from the time we were conf- first conceived, actually before we were conceived, the Lord had specific plans for us. He called us, as you'll see in the gospel, to bear fruit, to do good, to share Him with others, and gives us the power to make that a reality. So we often don't acknowledge that; we don't realize that. He does have a need for us. His kingdom grows because of us. I think a lot of times it's easy to forget that. So we're going to chat about that. We'll talk about Matthias a little bit. And uh, these readings are really good. And I hope you'll be able to stick around for the entire show. Hope you got to catch me on Relevant Radio this morning. We had a really good segment today. And I, I don't say that because I was involved, but it was really the the, the Holy Spirit was all over the segment. We got a lot of callers. And uh, if you get a chance to hear the the podcast... I would strongly urge you to, to do so. I think I'm going to try to post it on my Facebook page later today because we got a lot of callers. It was all about unexpected change and dealing with unexpected change. And who among us has not either dealt with unexpected change or is dealing with it right now? How do we find God and enable ourselves to trust Him when our world is turned upside down? that's what the topic was. So again, I'm going to try to post the podcast if I can find it on the Relevant Radio website later today. If you get a chance though, try to to listen to it. I think you'll enjoy it if you didn't hear it. Hey, let's pray. Let's turn to our Father in heaven who is standing by, who loves us with an unconditional love, and who is just waiting to hear from us. Let's turn to him now in prayer. I'll lead, you follow along. Okay, sound like a plan? All right, let's do it. In the name of the Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Father in heaven, thank you so much for being here for us now. Thank you for your constant presence in our lives. Thank you, Father, for loving us into existence. Thank you, Father, for walking with us and helping us to deal with whatever it is that we face in life. Father, thank you for letting us us call you Father. We turn to you now, we praise you, we acknowledge your greatness and your power. We thank you for establishing a church founded on Jesus Christ and led by the Apostles in its earliest stages. We especially acknowledge the contribution of St. Matthias and all of the Apostles in the building of the church on earth. And Father, we lift our intentions up to you. We ask you to bless us and our family and our friends. And we lift up anybody who has asked for our prayers or for whom we said we would pray. We pray for all who are sick, all who are struggling with doubt or despair, everybody who is dealing with any kind of mental illness right now. We pray for all those who are addicted, addicted to anything, whether it's food or alcohol or drugs or pornography or shopping, any addiction. We pray for those individuals. Father, we pray for anyone who is homeless or homebound. We pray for anyone who is dealing with the the uh, the effects of the coronavirus in any way, whether it's spiritually, emotionally, physically, or financially. Father, I pray. I ask that you use me today as your instrument. Please let me deliver the message that you have for us today. And please open all of our minds and all of our hearts to be receptive to what you have to say and ready to put it into practice. We ask these things, Father, in the name above all names, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ, your Son, Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, I'm ready to go. I hope you are, too. Um, my name is Gary Zimek. This is Following the Truth. I would like to direct you, if you're a first-time listener especially, to my website, which is followingthetruth.com. You can find out how to sign up for my daily email reflection, Let Not Your Heart Be Troubled, at the website. You can invite me to speak at your parish, your conference. Or you can also pick up a copy of my latest book, Give Up Worry for Good. Good all at followingthetruth.com. I don't want to give too much away, but in a few months, we're going to be talking about another book. I have another book that's going to be on the way, but I want to focus on Give Up Worry for Good right now, but uh, but the new book's going to be coming out. It's a bit of a departure, but it's, it has many of the same themes incorporated into it. So that will be out in a few months. We'll We'll talk more about that, but I thank you for all of your prayers. I thank you for your donations because your donations are important to me because they enable me to keep doing what I'm doing. They keep they allow me to keep writing and to to keep speaking and do these programs and do the the um, the daily email reflection. I, I couldn't do that without your help, especially since I still have not spoken anywhere at any parish for over a year. I spoke last night in my home parish at uh, to a small gathering of the Knights of Columbus, but it, and it was so nice. It was just a very brief talk, but it was so nice being able to have that conversation, to get out there and speak a little bit, because I haven't done it in so long. But the reason I bring this up is because your contributions have s- sustained me over the past year, and I am incredibly grateful. I am in no way out of the woods yet. I still have very few speaking engagements. People are I'm starting to get some increase, but it's really been slow going. But so, so thank you. Thank you for providing for me and my family. I'm very, very, very grateful. Um, okay, let's—and I do pray for you every day. I really do. So thank you. Let's take a look at these mass readings. Again, these are for the Feast of St. Matthias. And we'll read in this first reading from the Acts of the Apostles. We learn the story of how Matthias was chosen— to replace Judas okay and he, and again he is one of the apostles that we don't hear too much about because he doesn't he, he didn't travel with the other 11 or with the other 12 I should say at the same time Jesus was alive and he, he didn't travel he wasn't part of that exclusive group at the time Christ was alive and walking on the face of the earth Matthias wasn't was elected an apostle after Jesus had already ascended into heaven. But let's look at this reading. It's actually the Apostles chapter 1, and it begins in verse 15. Peter stood up in the midst of the brothers and sisters. There was a group of about 120 persons in the one place. And he said, My brothers and sisters, the Scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand, through the mouth of David concerning Judas, who was the guide for those who arrested jesus judas was numbered among us and was allotted a share in the ministry for it is written in the book of psalms let his encampment become desolate and may no one dwell in it and may another take his office therefore it is necessary that one of the men who accompanied us in the whole time the lord jesus came and went among us beginning from the baptism of the of john until the day on which he was taken up from us, became with us a witness to his resurrection. So they proposed two, Joseph, called Barsabbas, who was also known as Justice, and Matthias. Then they prayed, You, Lord, who know the hearts of all, show which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this apostolic ministry, from which Judas turned away to go to his own place." Then they gave lots to them, and the lot fell upon Matthias, and he was counted with the eleven apostles. So there you go. That's how Matthias was elected to become one of the apostles, to become the replacement for Judas. And essentially what we have here is the the guidance of the Holy Spirit in the process. And the Holy Spirit guided the other men to to make this decision, (coughs) excuse me, to make this decision So they were able to replace Judas. You know, I have to take a sip of water. I've got this tickle in my throat. My allergies have been horrible for the past couple of days. It's funny. I never suffered from allergies when I was younger. But recently, they've been very bad. Um, So there was one of these apostles. Matthias was the replacement to Judas. And uh, it, it was done. By by voting, but they they had two men. They had Joseph, and they had Matthias, and they prayed, "Lord, you know the hearts of all. Show which one of these you have chosen." You, you know that's a great example for us. If if you have any decision to make, and a lot of times we don't do this. If you have a, a decision to make, and you really want to be following God's will, you know if you want to want to be do whatever you do according to his will, it's so important to pray about it. And, and it doesn't have to be an elaborate process. It can be simple as, as simple as, Lord, let me know which path I should take or which choice I should make. And and then ultimately, you know, there there are other methods to to doing this. It could be a series of pros and cons and, and all, all the while praying about it. But ultimately, you could just say, Lord, please advise me. Let me know what I should do. And then, you're going to get a feeling you should choose one or the other one you know if you have two options. and then since you ask for the Lord's guidance, then you can expect whatever choice you made to be the one that was guided by him. Now of course, there's always the possibility that you have your own preconceived ideas. i'm you know I'm I'm sure I'm guilty of this. Uh, you know the, the if you have to make a decision and and I look back to my days when, I was, um, my early years in full-time ministry, I really wanted to keep doing it, but I was faced with serious financial issues, not a lot of speaking engagements, not a lot of books that I was able to sell, and I wanted to continue working for the Lord. But there would be times when I would have to start sending out resumes and trying to get a job, a conventional job, and and I, I got turned down. More often than not, I got turned down. I almost always got turned down. And then I knew, I believed that it was God's will. But even though I was saying, look, Lord, I, I want I want to do what you want, I was really hoping that he would allow me to continue in ministry because that's, what I, my, that's where my heart was. So sometimes we do have uh, some prejudice when it comes to these decisions. And, and sometimes that can slip in to our decision-making process. In other words, we want one of the choices more than others. I mean, honestly, if we're doing God's will, if we desire to do God's will, we should have, um, uh, I believe they call it spiritual indifference. The saints talk about this, this idea of spiritual indifference. St. Saint, Saint Ignatius of, uh, of Loyola wrote about this. And, and in that, when we make a choice, we don't really care. Both options are the same. What we care about is doing God's will. It, it's very hard to get to that point. But it's something we can pray about, and it's something we can allow him to help us to achieve, to get to the point where we just want what He wants. And that, that can be tough because I've gotten rejected for certain things that I really wanted. And I had to turn to the Lord and say, thank you. And, and you can do that. That's one of the ways to, to grow in this virtue of, of spiritual indifference To, and, and it's not a bad thing. It's, indifference is a good thing in this case. What, what it means is that you're indifferent to whatever God sends your way because you know it comes from Him. So even if he says no to you, you thank him and you accept it. You embrace his decision knowing that it came from him. That is a process. To, to get to that point, it really is a process. It takes work. It takes continual walking with the Lord. But over time, you can find yourself more willing to accept whatever he sends. I really got off on a tangent, but what I was talking about was the fact that the apostles prayed. Between these two men, Joseph or Matthias, which one, Lord, do you want? Which one do you want to serve as the replacement to Judas? It's interesting. We don't really know what happened to Joseph. We know very little about Matthias, too. But we do know that the Holy Spirit guided the apostles to choose him. Okay, so continuing on. Now, because this is a feast day, the church chooses specific readings to be to be used in this in in this particular feast the gospel is from john chapter 15 verses 9 through 17 and you're going to see this theme of being chosen so Math- matthias was chosen M- matthias essentially was chosen by god for the role because of the fact that the other apostles prayed for which person should be selected as the, as the replacement apostle so you can say i think without doubt that Matthias was chosen by God to fill this role. The gospel is from John chapter 15 verses 9 through 17. Let me just read it and then we'll chat about it. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father loves me, so I also love you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you this, so that my joy might be in you, and your joy might be complete. This is my commandment. Love one another as I love you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I no longer call you slaves, because a slave does not know what his master is doing. I have called you friends because I have told you everything I heard from my father it was not you who chose me but I who chose you and appointed you to go and bear fruit that will remain so that whatever you ask the father in my name he may give you this I command you love one another there's a lot of stuff in here um, I do want to highlight one key message but let's 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 unpack it a little bit and, and look at this whole passage this whole gospel passage as, as as a whole before I get to the point where um, that I really want to drive home. As the Father loves me, so I also love you. So the Father loves Jesus with an unconditional love. So what he is telling you and me is that he loves us with that same unconditional love. The concept of unconditional love, meaning a love upon which there are no conditions. No matter what you do, God will love you, and Jesus will love you, the same. He's not going to love you more or, or less, based upon your actions. That is very hard to find in this world among humans. That that total unconditional love, because usually, we get to that point where somebody pushes us. We'll love them to a point, and and again, you know, we've we've chatted about this. Love is not a feeling. Love is a conscious decision to do what's good for someone else, or to will the good of another, or to bring about what's good in their life, if if you have some control over it. But eventually, if somebody offends me, annoys me, betrays me, I will get to the point where I might be so mad at them that I'm going to stop praying for them, that I'm going to stop going out of my way to try to help them. You know, that I, I might be blinded as to doing the right thing, because I'm so annoyed. That's conditional love. My love is conditional upon how you behave. And and very few of us are going to admit to that. But it just sort of happens. Unfortunately, it happens without us thinking about it too much. But God's love is totally unconditional. No conditions at all. Um, if If you keep my commandments, Jesus said, you will remain in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and remain in His love. Now, that almost sounds conditional, doesn't it? Well, I'll love you if you keep my commandments. But if you don't, then I'm not going to love you. But that's not really what Jesus is saying, because what you have to remember is love is a... In order to love somebody, both people have to participate. So in other words, if you... Jesus loves you, but if you don't keep His commandments, right what you're doing is you're rejecting His love. You're not loving Him back either. So if you're not keeping His commandments, then you're not loving Him. Therefore, the relationship breaks down because it's two parts. You know, even though we are vastly unequal, the Lord's love is so much more pure than my love for Him. Unless I am doing my part, unless I am loving Him back, then the relationship becomes degraded because he and i both have to love one another right that's so when i'm not keeping his commandments then i'm not doing my share and the love is is somewhat um diminished not on his part but on my part and he talks about no one has greater love than this to lay one that lay down one's life for one's friends and that's one of the reasons he died such a painful public and 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 uh humiliating death was so that we can see just how much God loved us to send his son into the world to die that way for us in order to make reparation for our sins, to repair the damage to the relationship between us and the Father. That's what Jesus did. And he said, okay, now this is the part I want to really talk about, and and this ties into the Matthias theme. It was not you who chose me, but I who chose you. Now let's let's chat about that for a minute. We often think in our relationship with God or with giving our life to Christ that it was us. We were on a quest. We were searching for something. And we found him. We looked and we looked and and then we surrendered our our lives to him. Which is which is true. I mean, those of us who have encountered the Lord in a big way and experience what, what I would call a conversion, a change of heart, we generally were looking for something. Maybe not even God, but we were looking for relief or peace or a greater sense of happiness or, or or fulfillment. You know, I want to do something in life that means something. But we're searching. We were searching for God, even though we didn't realize it. And then we find Him, we encounter Him, and we say, wow, this is great. I'm going to live differently. And that's what a conversion is, and and then from there on you have that relationship with Him. And and that is certainly true. We could have been looking for Him. But what Jesus is saying here now is that even before we were pursuing Him, He had already chosen us to bear good fruit. So He's already looking at us not to just enter into a loving relationship with him, which is certainly something he's doing, but he's taking it to the next level. He expects us to bear good fruit, to share his love with those around us. That's, that's a whole new level other than just entering into a relationship with him. He expects us, or he has chosen us, to go out and bear good fruit. And we can do that With the help of the Holy Spirit, a lot of times we think, well, I'm not qualified to do that, but we are. And that's why the Lord gave us the Holy Spirit. So He knows the kind of fruit you and I can bear. He's known it from before we were conceived. He knows our strengths. He knows our weaknesses. And He knows what we can do with His help. So He chose us before we chose Him. Even if you chose Him early on in your life, He still wins because he had chosen you from before the time you were even conceived. So he wants us to bear fruit that will remain. So that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Now, praying in the name of Jesus is not just a matter of tacking on in Jesus' name I pray and ask, ask for anything one. It means praying in the will of Jesus. In the will of Jesus and the will of the Father were always one. They were in harmony with one another. And that's the way that the Lord would like us to pray. Sometimes we're not sure, and that's why we do pray in Jesus' name, meaning that if I am praying according to the will of Jesus, which matches up with the will of the Father, then please grant this. But if I'm not, then, then don't. I mean, I certainly... No matter how selfish I can be, if I really thought about it, if something is not God's will for me, I I don't want it because I know it's not going to work out. It's not going to bring me any kind of peace or contentment. So so that is really critical that we, we recognize that. And certainly if we ask the Father in the name of Jesus, meaning in the will of Jesus, we are going to receive what we ask for. Not necessarily everything we want, though is in the the will of Jesus, right? It's just what we what we need. That's what his will is for our lives. And he, he ends this with, in case we missed it, this I command you, love one another. He wants this point to be driven home. This is not a suggestion. This is not a conditional instruction. Like, you love those, uh, you know, unless they're too annoying, then you don't have to love them. Lo- love those who love you back. Love those who love you. No, love one another. This I command you. That's tough. That is a tough commandment. Of course, love is one of the fruits of the Holy Spirit. So how do I love people, including those who drive me crazy? I do it by asking for the help of the Holy Spirit. And, and then it becomes a whole a whole different process. It becomes much more doable if I invoke the help of the Holy Spirit. And once I do that, then it is possible to love. Again, Not remember, it's not a feeling. Sometimes over time, love can manifest itself through feelings. It can feelings can be a part of love, but love is really a decision that decision to love someone to do what's best for that person. We can do that even if we don't have feelings. All right. Uh, thanks for hanging out with me today. I, I want to let you know that we're just about out of time. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. If you could do me a favor and consider making a donation to my ministry to keep me going, I would really appreciate that. You can do that by going to followingthetruth.com, that's followingthetruth.com, and clicking on Donate. You can either become a monthly sponsor or make a one-time donation. You can do that through PayPal on my website, followingthetruth.com, so it will be done totally securely. Okay, so if you can do that, I would appreciate it. Have yourself a wonderful weekend, and I look forward to being back with you here again, God willing, on Monday on Following the Truth. Bye-bye now.